The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Welcome to the Chronic Podcast with host Ralph Malbro and featuring bloggers Andrew Juge of SaintsNation.com, Kevin Held of The Team Drops the Ball, and Dave Cariello of Canal Street Chronicles. This podcast is nothing but serious football talk and hardcore analysis. Which four of you would survive the longest in the zombie apocalypse, and in which order would you die? Well, Ralph, no offense, you're going first. Oh, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> the zombies would smell Dave's sugar blood and target him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They'd get his. <laughs> I don't even have a joke, Dave. <laughs> Dave. Dave smells like nougat. Now here's your host, Ralph Malbrook. Welcome to the Chronic Podcast Draft Preview Extravaganza. As always, we are brought to you by the Pelican House, 2572 City Place Court in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. You can watch LSU baseball. You can watch NBA playoffs. You can go and you can watch the fuck out of the draft on Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Uh, the Pelican House, 2572 City Place Court, Baton Rouge. You should support them because they should support us. All right. The draft is Thursday. Um, oh, really? It is, Kevin. It's finally happened. I know you probably Kevin's think not being that they sarcastic. were just going to We literally it just told him. We literally just told him it was Thursday before we. Damn it! Yeah. We did. Kevin was like, "It's Thursday." No. Uh, a derp, a derp. <laughs> Man, I, I thought for sure I would have seen like Peter King mention this or something. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I have made my feelings known. I want. Uh, Odell Beckham, Dave, you apparently are happy with Nick Toon playing a large part in the Saints receiving game. You drafted a corner in the mock Okay. Draft. All right. All right. First of all, if this this is this was just between you know Mike Evans was gone, Sammy Watkins was gone. I mean, obviously all these guys were gone. So if it's between Kyle Fuller and Odell Beckham, yeah, I'm gonna take. I take just because I pass on Odell Beckham doesn't mean that I think Nick Toon is the answer at wide receiver. There are six other rounds for the Saints to draft in and to get a wide receiver. Uh, so just because I pass on yeah, Odell yeah, I Beckham, seem re- I seem to recall. Yeah, I seem to recall a guy being drafted in the seventh round. He turned out pretty well. Yeah. So just because I want to pass on old dirty bastard in the first round uh, doesn't mean that uh, I don't give a shit about the wide receiver position. I think the Saints are set. Let's just clarify that. Right well, my attitude is if you're not for o- Odell Beckham, you're not for America. I made okay. that perfectly that's, clear that's, in, in that's, that's 1,400 crazy. words. Now I, now, I, now I want them to draft Odell Beckham just so he can be a total bust and it can blow up in your face. That happened with Ingram. I was the vice – I was the co-chairman of Ingram Mania, and that that did not work out well for me. It's not over yet. Well, Kevin – um. We have the draft as it as it approaches on Thursday, and the thing that I, Wait, you know, Davis said he wants a corner. I want Odell Beckham. Do you want the Saints to draft Jake the Snake, 
Or do you want him to take an actual football player? I'm, I, I've, I've tweeted this forever. I've joked about this forever. If there was somehow a way that the Saints could somehow trade out of the first round and somehow acquire an extra pick out of the deal, I'd probably vote for that. Oh, my God. I, listen, I am, I am captain – I am captain acquire picks. It's going to, it's, you know what? And, and I was going to have Andrew on cause Andrews d- did a mock draft and he, and he laid it out, laid out the scenario. And it, it, it seems pretty, I mean, it's your, you, I hate that scenario just because the saints don't need, they don't need picks. They need players to win the goddamn Super Bowl Cause they're so close. But I think it's, that, that's a likely scenario, Kevin. I think at 27, they could be like, eh. but think about it like this. We all fucking love Loomis drafting. Everybody, yeah. you know, you, you know, we, we all love we Loomis do. and Peyton, and we give them a ton of credit for the way they draft. Well, we, we apparently do. do. That that's apparently the uh, We're the narrative. About the same guy who drafted Cedric Ellis and uh, a lot of these other guys. I I would say they're about fifty fifty. I would say they're about average for draftability. Okay, fine. But my point is. 50-50 actually is above guess, average, but go ahead. I guess the point is, is, is wouldn't you want to give them more opportunity? Wouldn't you want to give them more opportunity to get those extra, like, gem pieces? Have, have well, they, has, that, has that ever been their method of operation in the draft, Kevin? No, but that's why I'm saying this is the perfect right, well, opportunity for We're going to start now. Well, okay. Let me let – me, Let's talk about this because I think I think the more I think about it, I read Andrew's mock draft. I read other people. I think, unfortunately, that's the likely scenario. What do you want to trade down, Kevin? What 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 would be enough for you to say, ah, okay, that's a good deal? And what has to happen? I feel like if Teddy Bridgewater is there at twenty-seven, he's not going to be there at twenty-seven. There's no way. There's no way. There, look. Somebody's going to fucking jump, you know, if one of the quarterbacks goes early and then somebody, you know, you know, somebody's going to make a reach for one of the quarterbacks early and then that's going to panic another team. And so somebody's going to trade up early to get that other quarterback. Manziel's going to Manziel's probably going to be the first quarterback taken. And then if and then if somebody, re, you know, goes for Bortles or Bridgewater or whatever, then somebody else is going to reach for that guy. And then, and then probably, you know, there, there's an opportunity. There's a slight chance four, four QBs could go in the first round. But then, but, but Kevin, I was thinking of that scenario and Dave, here's the thing though. If Kevin's right and all the good quarterbacks are gone, couldn't you have a team like say the Texans, if they pick Clowney, they would be like, oh shit, we have to get a quarterback because we traded Shab away. Jimmy Garoppolo. We need to get that guy. So then it becomes like even more uh, urgent for them to trade back into the first round, and that's where the Saints could swing themselves a really nice deal. They could. Yeah, of course they could. Uh, would I be in favor of that? Yeah, I probably would. Is that going to happen? Uh, I don't think so. You don't think – you don't, don't – No. The, the Saints are not – Okay. You read Andrew Juge. I can't get to the phone. Please leave me a message, and I'll get back huh. to you as soon as I can. Look, I, I, I want the two of you numbskulls to get one thing through your head right now. The Saints are not, will not, and will never, under Sean Payton and Mickey Loomis, trade back in the first round. I'm saving this tape, Dave. Yes, yeah, save, save this fucking trade back. I'm turning on a loop. Audio. 
This I tell you what, if it happens, if it happens, <laughs> then we are gonna remix this shit like Antoine Dodson. You can remix the shit. You can fucking auto tune me. Do whatever the fuck oh, you, you want to do. Me, right, we're gonna auto tune you. <laughs> it ain't happening. I'm if gonna get Saints, up in this motherfucker. If, if there is any trading by the Saints going on in the first round, they're trading up. They are absolutely trading up. I see that way more likely as a scenario. My ideal scenario is they stay put at twenty. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret, like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate, how a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word, Broomgate. And they actually maybe trade up in the second round. Let, let, me, let, me, let, me, let me go ahead and make this bold statement as well. The Saints are not getting through. Yeah, oh, yeah. The Saints are what, – what the fuck is Kevin doing? I'm the eating. Saints, i got to get oh, my food. Christ. He's got back the from Saints, The Saints are not going through the 2014 draft without trading up at some point. There will be a trade up by the Saints at some point in the draft. They can't, they can't help themselves. They cannot. They absolutely cannot. It's an itch they just have to scratch. It, it, Yo. Yo, there's Andrew. All right, Andrew. Dave just, Dave just made – he didn't just make a prediction. He stated it as fact, as like the sun sets in the west and all that bullshit. He said there is no possible way on this earth, in this life, and in the next life that Mickey Loomis trades down in the first round. Do you agree with that? Uh, I don't know that I would come quite that strong, but I would give it 99%. <laughs> I mean, you look at I mean, you look at the history of Loomis, and since John Payton's been on board, they've traded down twice, and they've traded up nine times. Um, so I, I just don't see any situation where when you're in win-now mode and you're trying to be aggressive about who you get to improve your team, there's no way you're moving down. What would it take? What would it take for the Saints to be on the clock and have a guy that they reasonably like at 27 and some team in the second round calls them and says, we want to go to 27. So knowing what you just said about the Saints history, Andrew, they like, they love to trade up, they love to identify their guy. What would it take for a team to convince the Saints to move out of that slot if it's a guy the Saints reasonably like at 27? 
Well, I, first of all, I think it would have to be they, they'd have to hate the board. In other words, they'd have, all the guys they like, they would have had to have failed to move up, and they would have had to fail to have a guy fall to them they like. So, in other words, I think it would have to be twofold. They would have to hate everyone available, and someone else would have to love someone available enough to move up substantially. So, um, I mean, I think it would take at least three picks. Um, you know, probably a, a first next year or a second rounder that was very close to the, to the first round or the same for picking, and then maybe like a second and a fourth. I could see something like that. So, like, you would, it would have to be some team like the Texans where you would get the first pick in the second round and then, like, their third rounder? Yeah, and a, like a fifth or sixth, too. Yeah. 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 So. It, it ain't happening. Man. It ain't happening. <laughs> Andrew's got a good head on his shoulders, unlike you two dolts. Hey, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. We got to. We got you on tape, Dave. I. I. Now I'm hoping the Saints. I, I want. I want ODB, but now I kind of want the Saints to trade down too, because I do love. I have. I'll have all weekend to edit that sound. <laughs> um. I mean, if Jim, if Jim Harbaugh has naked pictures of Mickey Loomis, or if he has the transcript of Mickey Loomis talking to the company that installed the uh, wiretapping, uh, then then maybe he'd trade down. All right, now that we talked about the draft, we'll get back to it. Now we have to get to the real important stuff. Kevin, the Saints pulled most, the sa- most Saints move ever, and they went to Vegas <laughs> over the weekend. Yeah. Who, in the first, who in the front office, Kevin, during a meeting last week, was like, Fuck this bullshit. We're ready for this draft. We're going to Vegas. Who made that call? Was it Sean Payton? Was it Ryan? Rob Ryan? Was it was it Mickey Loomis? Who made the call that they were gassing up the Benson jet and going to Vegas? I mean, the answer has to be Rob Ryan. The answer has to be Rob Ryan. I, I mean, listen, I know I'm not in New Orleans. No, it does not. No, well, call the shots, man. No, no, no. Here's what I'm saying. I'm saying Rob Ryan is probably was probably pouncing around going, dude, dude, <laughs> Vegas, Vegas. And everybody's like, oh, Rob. And then Sean Payton probably like stroked his imaginary beard and thought to himself, huh, Bunny Ranch is like a four hour drive from Vegas. Probably fly down there, hop a short, get a short flight over there. And then he probably went to Loomis and was like, you know what, Mickey? I think the guys have put in a lot of good work this offseason. I think we need to have like a retreat, like a planning retreat. A planning retreat in Vegas. Vegas. The Bellagio. So so I think Rob Ryan put the idea in enough people's heads, and Sean Payton realized it could benefit him as well, and was probably like, fuck it, let's go to Vegas. Now, you know, Rob Ryan, obviously, he's, he's, he has the reputation among the three of them. He's got the reputation to be the party guy because he's out at Miss May's and having beers and buying rounds and stuff like that. But let me tell you something. Sean Payton is uh, – he, he, he's no stranger to having a good time here. Uh, I, I think the only difference is, is Rob Ryan, he's a defensive coordinator. He doesn't have the same stature as Sean Payton. So he doesn't give a shit that people take pictures of him at Miss May's. Uh, <laughs> you know, Sean Payton just, I think, goes around – partying it up just a little bit more discreetly you're talking about a, a middle-aged div- divorce recently divorced guy who's now doing crossfit and has an apartment in new orleans downtown new orleans and uh and you know 20 something year old girlfriend 
right? Yeah, and he's got his newfound freedom. I, 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 I think that uh, Sean Payton uh, likes to party with the best of them, and I think it's, uh, you know, I think Rob Ryan has sort of overshadowed that. You know, you're talking about a guy who played bongos with Jimmy Buffett and uh, and brought uh, uh, Kenny Chesney and signed. They have signed video Kenny of him Chesney grinding up day. on some milfs in the Bahamas. Yeah, too. I mean, Sean, Sean Payton. Sean Payton parties it up, so I, I think you guys are underestimating old P Dog. Andrew, I was I surprised. Fucking Bunny Ranch. <laughs> I, I, Andrew, I was surprised. I know that, but but it could it could easily have been Payton's idea. Yeah, no. Uh, than rather than Rob Ryan. The thing that was interesting to me was the national media. They kind of mentioned it a little, but Andrew, imagine if Johnny Manziel had said, you know what, this draft preparation it's been really stressful so weekend before the draft i'm just going to make a quick trip to vegas would espn have stopped the donald sterling coverage to cover johnny manzel in vegas oh absolutely yeah and i think his draft stock might have hurt seriously i mean you know it, it's different for evaluators of talent that you know don't really have to subscribe to the the uh the character code that these athletes do. I mean, you know, the, the media circus would have immediately said, oh, questionable character, he's going to Vegas right before the draft. He's probably getting drunk, you know. And so uh, I just think that would have been a really, really poor call on any player's part because you get caught in Vegas, some girl wrapped, wrapped around you, um, that, that shows that maybe your priorities are, are not straight. So uh, I don't necessarily – I don't believe that. I just think the media would have a circus with it. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna lay out a I'm gonna lay out a scenario, Andrew, and don't tell me if you agree that it can happen or it can't happen. But tell me if if it would happen, would it be the Saints' dream scenario? And here it is: the Kansas City Chiefs are are supposedly shopping their Pro Bowl corner Brandon Flowers. Okay, his next three years of his contract are five million, five and a half million, and six million. If Mickey Loomis could do some Mickey Loomis math and trade for Brandon Flowers for, say, a third-round pick, redo his deal to lower his cap number, and trade up and get Cooks from Oregon State or Beckham as wide receiver, would that not constitute the perfect draft for the Saints in 2014? Oh, yeah. I mean, I almost wouldn't point who else had it. I mean, it, it wouldn't even matter. Those 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 two additions alone, um, I mean, they kind of feel like the missing piece. Um, you know, obviously, I'd still like to add Jonathan Goodwin, and I would hope that at at some point in the draft they add an athletic outside linebacker. But beyond that, I mean, that that would be the dream offseason. You do, I mean, you do realize if that happened, uh, they would immediately burn Mickey Loomis at the stake because what you're what you're talking about is absolute alchemy. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, yeah. you just signed I mean, Brandon, you just I mean, trade for Brandon you, Flowers you, and convert him you, to sign him on us, You literally just said, huh, this team wants to trade their, 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 uh, their pro bowler, huh, what if the Saints traded this draft pick to get him, negotiated his deal low, and then traded up in the first to get this guy or this guy, especially that guy that I really love from LSU, <laughs> Wouldn't we have to say that Mickey Loomis was a genius? Well, yes, Ralph. If all of no, that, I'm not saying he's a genius. If, I'm saying it would be the perfect draft. If Mickey Loomis, 
walked through, walked through the Great Wall of China and made the Statue <laughs> of Liberty disappear and then magically appeared from a fucking locked safe onto a platform 100 yards away from a building that was just demolished, we'd burn him at the fucking stake and not applaud him for being David Copperfield. <laughs> That's how that works, man. I'm just – I'm just saying, if if Kansas City wants to trade a Pro Bowl corner for a second or a third round pick with a reasonable salary, is it, Andrew? Is that guy like a convict or something? Flowers? Is he a troublemaker? Is Andrew gone? Yeah. Andrew, are you gone? Sorry, I'm doing. I'm sorry, I'm doing my grocery shopping as oh. I Oh, is is Brandon Flowers? <laughs> You're gonna Kansas, have to ask me the question again. Is Brandon Flowers <laughs> a troublemaker? Why would Kansas City want to trade him with such a reasonable salary? Is he like a? Is he a problem? Is he a problem child? You know, I don't know much about Flowers, but my guess would be they're trying to get younger at corner. Um, you know, and I mean, he got injured in that playoff game and they time. fucking fell apart. I know that. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those things where, I mean, it's kind of like Sproles, right? You want to sell high, you want to try to get rid of the guy. I mean, in some cases, uh, you want to try to get rid of a player before he has no value left, if you can, so you can get a draft pick for him. So it might be one of those situations. Dave, we just talked about the uh, dream scenario, and Kevin talked about alchemy and walking on water and whatnot. What is a player that the Saints would pick and you'd be like, fuck, this draft is a disaster? Let me look at the list of players. I mean, th- th- honestly, there's a lot. Um, they could take any quarterback and I would say, what the hell are you doing? Um, Jerry rice cake. I, I would be, I would be, I would be, I wouldn't be fuck this, this draft is a disaster, but I would be all, mm, I'm skeptical about this pick if they took like an offensive tackle in the first round, because I don't think any of the offensive tackles are like that amazing. Um, a tight end. If they took like Eric Ebron, uh, that would be, I would be like, what the hell is going on? Uh, I if really they pick the safety? Nah. <laughs> nah. If they pick the safety, I'd be, I'd just be like I would just assume that they're going to be playing like four safety sets often. I mean, you know, it, it's it's interesting to see the way they're building their team this offseason compared to what they've done in other offseasons. There's a You're right because there is obviously a there's a heavy emphasis on safety. Um I don't know. I mean, if they took a guard, if they took like that guy Xavier, I don't even know how to pronounce his last name. Uh, but I don't think there's any. I don't think there's anybody that they could take where I'd be like, "What the fuck?" I think just because I'm I'm a pragmatist and I'm just I'm gonna be my my first reaction is gonna be. I guess they know what they're doing. They saw something. They must have seen something in them. Uh, I mean, it doesn't matter who they pick. I think everybody should have a cool, calm head. Uh, and at least for the early stages, just kind of need to trust Loomis and, and Peyton. Kevin, I read online today that in 1982, Tampa, the guy who you know has the card – and gives it to the commissioner. He handed in the wrong fucking card. So they dra- they literally like drafted the wrong guy. 
That read oh. was unbelievable, man. That was I loved that read. Dude, that that was unbelievable. That, 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 they had like a they had him on speakerphone and he didn't hear the back half of it. But Kevin, so that's the like the biggest draft fuck up ever, maybe. What team is going to do something in the first ten picks that people are going to be like, I can't believe that team just did that. Oh, God. Well, Cleveland's in the top ten, so we can count on them, potentially. <laughs> um, shit, the Raiders are still in the top Ra- Raiders, ten. Raiders. The Raiders, yeah. Um, I, was, I would say Atlanta, but Atlanta's in the top ten. I could see Atlanta trying to trade back into the first round. They could probably do something retarded. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I think your front runner's got to be Cleveland, followed by Oakland. Andrew? You've done plenty of mock drafts. Oh, it's got to be Oakland. I mean, I, I still wonder if they've got competent people. I mean, you know their head coach is decent. You know, he comes from the same street, but I just feel like, uh, you know, the final jurisdiction is probably with the ownership to an extent. And there's just – oh, the Browns too. I mean, there's such a history of awful decisions. I mean, and in the Saints, I would count the Saints in that number. I mean – it really took a Sean Payton and Drew Brees to change the fortunes of kind of a legacy of 35 years. So um, I think the Raiders and Browns are right in the middle of it and very eligible. Besides, Dave, besides the quarterbacks getting picked uh, early, which helps the Saints, obviously, because it pushes other players down, what's a position that you look at and you're like, man, I hope that position starts getting picked a, a bunch of slots so that'll help the Saints too. Besides quarterback, obviously. Uh. Mm, I mean, quarterback is the obvious one. Um. I mean, I guess the only thing it could be potentially. I mean, I guess you could have a run on on the on a lot of those cornerbacks. Uh. You know, you could have. Gilbert taken and uh, Denard taken and Fuller taken, which a lot of people, which can definitely happen. Um, and then maybe even, you know, maybe even a guy like Bradley Roby or something could even slip in there. And if that happened, uh, you know, a wide receiver uh, could definitely fall down to 27 that the Saints really want to get. Uh, if you had, if you had two of those scenarios happen, you know, if you had quarterback and cornerback sort of get a run in those early things, then a lot of those wide receivers are going to uh, fall to the Saints. And a guy like Marquise Lee uh, or Brandon Cooks could still be available, and the Saints wouldn't even have to trade up. What about my? What, what do you all think about Dante Moncrief? Not this. he's not in the first round. I mean, nobody's going to take him. He'll he'll be there in the second round. I think, which is why I think what they should do is, you know, if I think my almost ideal scenario would be, and because they're going to trade up. So, I mean, I think my ideal scenario would be is if they stayed put in the first round. I think I said this last week. If they stay put in the first round and get uh, a cornerback, one of those cornerbacks, if, 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 if they can be lucky enough for a guy like Fuller or, uh, uh, you know, or, or Gilbert or Denard or somebody like that to fall to them at 27, take him. Then I'd like to see them actually, if they're going to trade up, I'd like to see them do it in the second round and then uh, and maybe get, uh, Kevin, like you said, a guy like 
Moncrief, who I think could go in the early to mid second round. Andrew, I saw something when Grant, uh, Grandmaster Wang came out of hibernation to do his draft preview, and he oh, had a he? thing where <laughs> Junior Gallette gets 12 sacks, his contract voids after this year. So he had 12 and a half in 2013. So how does that play? Let's say there is a corner and a pass rusher that are equally that are dead even on the Saints board. Which do you think they take, and how does the Junior Gallette contract situation factor into that? Is he gone? He's gone. Uh, he's shopping. He's still shopping. He's grocery shopping. Uh, so, uh, Kevin, you can answer that question. If, if the repeat the question. There's a corner and a pass rusher on the board. They're both what Saints take. Yo. Yo, Andrew, you there? I'm here. Okay, so you were gone. You didn't hear my question, so I'll repeat. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. All right. Junior Gallette's contract voids if he gets 12 sacks. Last year. So the Saints are on the clock at 27. There's a pass rusher and a corner. They're both rated dead even. Who do the Saints take? And does the Junior Gallette contract situation factor into that? No, like this is this is going great. This is going good, Andrew. He's in the <laughs> section. He stuck his head in, in one of the refrigerator units. No, I'm. Uh, I, I just got done grocery shopping. Yes, I know. <laughs> what did you purchase? <laughs> I, I'm getting back in my car. All right. Did you hear my uh, question? Do I, you know, just, just bare essentials like bread and milk and. Uh, That's important. You know, it is important. Fruit. That's why people love this podcast. I mean, to decide between a pass rusher and a corner, right? Yes. So, which one do the Saints take at 27? I'm going with the corner. The corner? Oh, Andrew, you disappoint. Ralph did all that work, and he was hoping to get the answer that he wanted, and you didn't even give it to him. He said, fuck you, Ralph. I'm giving you fucking cornerback. Fuck you, Ralph. cereal on my Yeah, we hear you. All right. Um, Can Kevin, you guys fucking hear a word I'm saying? Yes. yes. Kevin. He, he obviously can't hear us. He can't. He, Andrew can't hear us at all. Kevin, shit I hate Chris Berman. Very yes, we do. much so. If you could have any person not sports related host the draft instead of Chris Berman, who'd be the ultimate host to be the draft MC in Chris Berman's place? It has to be a sports guy? Does not. I tell you what. Oh, this is one of those things that I could definitely have some fun with. Uh, let's say. Um, if it's got to be somebody who also does football, I would say I would say take James Brown from CBS and plug him in there. Well, dude, James Brown. Okay, first of all, first of all, James Brown was on Fox before Fox became an absolute train wreck, and he knew how to fucking contain Bradshaw and Jimmy Johnson and Howie Long. Then he gets lumped into CBS, and he has to try and wrangle Dan Marino, Shannon Sharp, Boomer, Esiason, and and, and he has little to no help. So I think think you drop Berman, 
you put him on there. I think he could cajole and wrangle. Um, God damn it. Now I'm having trouble remembering the guy's name all of a sudden. Uh, Jaworski. I think he could easily cajole Jaworski and probably cajole one of the other players. And then you and then that way, the only insane person on the panel could be John Gruden, which is fine by me. And then this guy. Exactly. And then and then and then you just keep cutting back to Kuyper and McShay uh, yelling back and forth. And that's really it. I I tell you what, if you want a non football sports person to do it, I say get the guy who who uh, hosts inside the NBA on TNT. Oh, Ernie Johnson? Yeah. See, I was trying to think. I was thinking you would go outside the box like Joel McHale, like a celebrity that's a sports fan, like somebody like that. Joel, McH- uh, Joel McHale's a sports fan? Yeah. He played <laughs> He played, He played. played corner at Washington. Oh, you know who would be good? Daniel Tosh. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. Good call. Good call. Game is the winner. He's a Dolphins fan, I think. I've been told he kind of looks like me. He, yeah, I could see that. He dressed up as Jim. He just he dressed up as Jim Tressel for one episode of his show. <laughs> he, they nobody would ever hire Daniel Tosh. <laughs> it would be, but tell me though, that would be fucking awesome. Oh, it would be hilarious if he got to say whatever he wanted to make fun of people. <laughs> <laughs> It'd probably be like asking uh, players their their cock sizes and making them really really uncomfortable. Yes. Cock sizes. That Jesus would be awesome. <laughs> I'd I'd like pay ten dollars to see that. Uh, you know who would be good uh, too, yeah. Mr. Bean. So. <laughs> Um, have you guys ever have you guys ever seen basketball where Bob Costas yeah. and Al Michaels um, say you know they're the two announcers for the basketball league but they say yeah. very sexually explicit stuff which yeah. is yeah. kind of hilarious. Um, yeah. Well, I, I would love for Marv Albert. I picture Marv Albert kind of doing the same thing shirtless. Um, for some reason, uh, it would just have just enough of the creep factor uh, that it could potentially set it over the edge. Especially if he did it in tandem with Tosh. <laughs> oh, we have so many Twitter questions. We're just gonna get to those because uh, Dave, I don't know how many you have, but I have. Like, I don't have any. I didn't even. I, didn't I have. I have any. a shit ton of them. Well, uh, so, so Kevin, we'll start this with. This is from Skooks. Uh, everyone is saying that delaying the draft has caused it to be overly mocked this year. Do you think this hurt the draft's feelings that everyone mocked it? <laughs> Uh, I think the draft, I think the draft is in constant need of reassurance. Like, (laughs) like, I think every few days, you know, the draft just calls up to, you know, to New York and just talks to maybe like the, the media or maybe like the players association or maybe even Goodell himself and just like, Hey, Hey, how you doing? Um, so, uh, yeah. So we're, we're, we're still on for, we're still on for late May, huh? Or, uh, or, uh, yeah. mid May, right? I still yeah. love you draft. Okay. I still love you. I mean, cause <laughs> I mean, cause you know, if you wanted to push it back further, I mean, that would be okay. I just want to let you know that I would be okay with that. If you wanted to do that, I'm not trying to like, I'm not saying you should do that. I'm just saying like, if you wanted to, you could, because I'm okay with that. I want to let you know that I'm, <laughs> I, you know, this is 21st century and I'm trying to be, you know, like do the right thing and, and be adjustable for you. Um, so yeah. Um, yeah, I, but, but you're still, you still want me to, 
be there like early mid-May, right? Okay. Um, and literally that same conversation would happen two days later and two days later and two days later. <laughs> All right. Andrew, this is a serious draft question. We're going to kind of mod- I'm going to kind of modify it. Do you think if only one out of Lee Beckham or Cooks is left on the board around 20, Loomis trades up? I think that that's kind of obvious. But so my question to you though, Andrew, is when do we get on when do we go on wide receiver alert? At what pick do you start saying, "Okay, the Saints are thinking about moving?" Well, I think the dominoes, I mean, we know Sammy Watkins is probably going to go top five, maybe even top three. Um, so I think the, the guy to really watch is Mike Evans because that, that's when the dominoes start to fall. I mean, if he, if he goes at seven, um, that's a lot more, that's more significant than, let's say, 13, 14, where, you know, the, the wide receiver pool drops a little bit. So Mike Evans, I think, is the first guy you kind of look at that's going to be the second receiver taken. Um, and then it's kind of a crap cue, right? I'm not really sure if it's Calvin ben- Benjamin or Marquise Lee or, or Odell Beckham Jr., who's going to be that third receiver pick. Um, but once the third receiver goes, then it's kind of a high alert. So you, what, what pick do you predict that to be? I don't know. It's hard to say. I mean, I think it could be as high as 16. Um, I think it could be as low as 24. Um, you know, obviously, I, I think the Eagles are, are one to watch. I mean, I, I think the Eagles could very easily take a receiver. All right. So, uh, I mean, I, I think worst-case scenario, we're on high alert at 16. Dave, this is a serious football question for you. It's from Sports Cajun. Um, he says, proposal, the muffed punt should be renamed. Question, what should the new name be? Why should it be renamed? That That's arguably the best name in all of football. It's the word muff. <laughs> Jesus Christ. What's wrong with that guy? Am I missing something? And that's why Tosh, Tosh should, should host the fucking draft. Yeah, he would just I, say. He would just ask. He would just ask um, John Gruden how many times did he muff a punt? Muff. Yeah, I mean, are they going to muff this pick? I mean, tight end is 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 a close second, but but muff is is number one. His interview with Michael Sam would be so inappropriate. ESPN would just have to put color bars up twenty seconds into it. Uh, this is a question for me. Ralph, if you could have Sammy Watkins at the Saints' current draft slot or the Astros win a pennant, which would you take? Both are equally likely. That's pretty mean, sports Cajun. Um, is my, my wife's not listening, so I would totally take Sammy Watkins because if the Saints had Sammy Watkins and Colston and Jimmy Graham, that offense would just be the fucking tits to watch. Um, Andrew, uh, if the Saints move up for Mac, do you go insane? That's from Kira16, your writer. Uh, you know, it would make me sick because, um, it would would just prove once and for all that Sean Payton has the small school fetish, um, (laughs) that that it's just uh, just overtakes his life and he can't help himself. He's like, well, he's a a good aspect from a small school. Gotta move up and get him. Um, so, you know, based on that, 
you know, I, I would I would be pretty livid. Um, look, they don't need a pass rusher right now, boys. Cam Jordan and Junior Gillette, I know, shocker, the Saints actually have more than one guy that can get to the quarterback on their roster. Um, so it would just be dumb. There's, there's so many needs on the team, starting with receiver, uh, cornerback, um, and, and the draft is very deep with both. So if you can get one of the best guys at either position, you'd be so dumb not to. Kevin, this is from Hudat Among Twelves. Which NFL head coach would be the first to say, screw it, and bring a beer or mixed drink onto the field while coaching? Head coach now. I can't yeah, be coordinating. Yeah. Can't be coordinating. You, you right. still have to say Rob Bryant. <laughs> you still have to say Rob Bryant. Wait, hang on a second. Jesus Christ. Um, <laughs> Rex Ryan, I got I probably lean Rex. Um, you know no, what? Rex I, is all healthy and shit now. No, no, no. You, you know what? I tell you what. I'm gonna th- I'm gonna I'm gonna throw this one out there. I'm gonna say Pete Carroll. Oh, that's a good choice. And I could see Pete Carroll drinking just some, like, just getting some obnoxious. Yeah, something, something really like, like a, uh, like a Red's Apple Ale. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go a stunning pick, and then I'll let Andrew and Dave go, and I'm gonna give my reasoning. Bill Belichick, because he wants to go full homeless. He'll drink a forty out of a paper bag, and then in the press conference, he'll be like. <laughs> Bill, were you drinking a 40 out of a paper bag during the game? And it will be like, mumble, mumble, no. So Bill Belichick is my choice. Andrew, who do you I think? I could just see him without the sleeves and the sweatshirt and the rip on the, and the V-neck, the rip V. <laughs> is Zima still a thing? Does Zima still no, I don't, exist? I don't know. I don't think Zima exists. But, I mean, there's a million other different, you know, drinks like that that have taken its place. Yeah, but Zima was the original, man. I feel like any time you wanted to, wanted to make fun of a guy, you'd be like, that guy looks like he drinks Zima. Yes. I think that's, I, that's now, the it's, now it's like what, what when you say you got iced, what is that? Like Mike's Hard Lemonade or something or, or whatever the hell it is? Oh, that's Smirnoff, Smirnoff Ice. Yeah, yeah, there you go. There's your Zima replacement. So, so Andrew, who would you You're say well. is coach most likely to, to, to drink a beer or a mixed drink on the field while coaching? Well, it's too bad Jim Schwartz doesn't have a job anymore because that would have been my pick. Yeah, um, uh, and I'm definitely not going to pick his replacement, Jim Cardwell, because that guy doesn't have a pulse. <laughs> um, so, hmm. I'm going to go with. I, I'm going to go with uh, Jim Harbaugh because I think he'll get to – he hates his owner and his GM so much already anyway. <laughs> That's true. He'll, he'll, That's he'll, he'll have a beer on the field after he snorted an eight ball of Coke. <laughs> That's a good choice. Dave, do you have a, a, a coach that you think would uh, drink on the field during the game? Oh, well, I like to think outside the box. So um, I'm going to choose um. – <laughs> I'm going to choose uh, John Fox, the Denver Broncos coach, but he's not going to have a drink. It's legal in Colorado. He's going to smoke a dude <laughs> on the sideline. God. <laughs> that would be author and like offer it to the official when the official makes a bad call. <laughs> He'd be like, hey, man, it's cool, man. It's cool. Just get me next time. <laughs> oh. 
We already answered who we, who we uh who we I don't wish want. he had a doobie in the Super Bowl. All right, Kevin, this one's for this was a question. Does anybody still use the word doobie? Is that a thing anymore? No. <laughs> Kevin, this is a um no. this is a question especially for you. And uh full disclosure, the person who asked this question when he the, the person's name in the question, I thought it was well, I'll just get to the question. Uh, how much shocky does Dean Ambrose have in him, Kevin? And full disclosure, I thought Dean Ambrose was a draft pick. He is not. He is a WWE wrestler. Yes, and that's and I joked with Ralph before the show. The beauty the nerds of uh, can, the nerds talk to each other. They understand each other. Right. The beauty the, <laughs> some part of the beauty of pro wrestling nowadays is is that some guy is that a lot of guys don't have like nutty names like Macho Man or Hulk Hogan or Ultimate Warrior. No, it's just regular guy names like, you know, Dean Ambrose or Daniel Bryan. So uh Shocky, eh. Dean Ambrose is not uh, – Dean Ambrose has like a weird charisma about him. That's not Jeremy Shockey. Dean Ambrose has has a has, has a different kind of uh, vibe about him. It's not a party vibe like Jeremy Shockey. It's oh, – the only Saints player that, that even comes to mind is a little like Kyle Turley. Like, like you – like the guy is social – but could snap your neck at a moment's notice, or we just fling him. We just fling himself into a bad situation to uh, try and help out a teammate. All right, Andrew, uh, you're. This is from Super Saiyan Saint Two, but uh, he wants he wants a Rob Ryan story from Vegas. Obviously, we don't have any yet. But let me ask you this question. If I told you De- Deadspin was going to leak inappropriate photos of the Saints weekend in Vegas, what person is most likely to be prominently involved in those inappropriate photos? I mean, I, I'm not allowed to say Rob Ryan. No, you can say whoever you want. I'm just saying who who's most likely to be involved. You think it, you think it would be Rob Ryan? That would be most likely. I'm going to go with Rita Benson. No, oh, no, with another chick. Uh, yeah, I mean, I just feel like she's. We know she's kind of highly volatile. We know that you know she's kind of a spoiled, spoiled kid. And to use the uh, Scott Fujita retweet today um, about Joe Vitt, um, it seems like she's one of those people that was born on third base and thinks she's hit a triple. Um, so. Based on that, I, I just think I could see her letting her hair down in Vegas and uh, getting drunk enough that she just, you know, goes nuts and tells everyone, fuck you, I own this place, and, uh, you know, kind of gets on debts in that way. And it's a vine, it's a vine on repeat. Yeah. Uh, that's a good answer. Um, Dave, the draft aside, mm-hmm. uh, are we looking at the best Saints roster of all time? That's from Big A. The best Saints roster of all time. Yeah, I'm, I'm just going to go ahead and say that now before the season, before we even have the draft, before the season's <laughs> even played. I'm just going to go ahead and claim them to be the best Saints roster of all time. Uh, no, I would never say that. Uh, talk to me in March 2015, uh, and I'll tell you whether it's the best Saints roster uh, or not. Here's a good question, though. Here's a good question. Who's better? Darren Sharper, 2009. Or Jarris Bird, 2014. Ooh. Uh, 
<laughs> I'm gonna say I'm gonna say I'm gonna say I'm gonna go out on a limb because I'm feeling so good about 2014. I'm gonna say Jarius Bird, and here's why: as good as Sharper was in 2009, if you look at his stats, he really faded the second half of 09 because his knee basically kind of gave out, yeah. and he he wasn't as good. I'm gonna say Jarius Bird is gonna be better. I would say Darren Sharper. I would say, yeah, if 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 if, if you're correct, Ralph, then uh, the Saints are going to have one hell of a season. I mean, you're I'm talking gonna... about Darren Sharper won games for us with his interception returns. I'm going to say. So I mean, he was he had a, he had a great year. I'm going to say, Dave. I'm going to say this defense is so perfect for for Bird that. By week six, I'm going to write a column for Monday morning that says the Saints aren't paying Bird enough. That's how good I think he's going to be. Well, I hope, I hope, I hope that happens. I hope you're right. Um, I hope you're writing that column. <laughs> Kevin, once the draft is over, will the Saints have enough depth at wide receiver so they can get rid of Nick Toon? <sighs> And why I, I I don't like if you're gonna get like if you're gonna get rid of somebody why would you get rid of Nick Toon I mean does Nick Toon I just the, I don't know I feel weird getting rid of uh, I don't know I I'm feel weird sure getting rid of, Toon, I'm not sure Nick Toon can make the team with the 53 man roster with the team as it is so okay so so uh, the the wide receiver depth chart is Colston Stills. Meacham. Meacham. Toon, Morgan, Tanner. And you figure they're going to draft one, so he's going to – I mean, I so think he's going to have a like really – special team. Yeah, he's going to have a hard time making this team. He's just not – He's. and I was – I loved him because I watched a lot of Big Ten football because I'm a weirdo. Um, But I was pumped when they got him. I mean, he was good for Wisconsin, but he just can't cut it. For whatever reason, um, Andrew, this is a good question for you because you're the you're our uh, resident roster expert. Over and this is from Moby. Over under on how many of the Saints seven draft picks will play during the regular season? I need to know if I should get attached or not. That's what he asked. So over under on how many draft picks they will will play? Uh, well, I mean, if you look at the last draft, um. Kenny Stills, uh, you know, as a, as a late round pick, got a lot of playing. Yeah. Um, so, I, I think I think he, you know now I, I think the Saints roster is a little bit deeper. I don't think as many rookies. Great. Here. Um, so I, I don't I don't think there'll be as many contributors, but I think it's safe to say that three guys. I think. Great. He's like a <laughs> rotational snaps. All right. Um, that's my final question. Dave, you didn't get any questions? I didn't ask for any. Ah, well, there you go. Um, <laughs> final. I don't know what the opposite of asking you shall receive is, but that's you me. Yeah. Um, so final draft predictions before we wrap this thing up. Uh, and, Kevin, I'll start with you because Andrew's got the, the – uh, 
AM radio connection where it fades in and out. So, Kevin, I will start with you. <laughs> Who are the Saints going to pick at 27 or just in the first round in general? You can conjure up any scenario you like. All right. Who are they picking? I Kevin's guess. doing his research. He's got, yeah. fuck, I got to find a player. <laughs> Pretty <laughs> much. Who's, who's in the draft this year? Yeah. Where's yeah. the draft? Is this Thursday? <laughs> Are they allowed to draft on offense? Uh, <laughs> no. Oh, God. That, I don't know about that. Oh, man. I need, like, the Jeopardy music. Jesus. Ah, fu- ah you know what? Fuck it. I'll, say, I'll, just say, I'll just say wide receiver Marquise Lee. All right. Dave? Boring. Although, <laughs> to be honest with, with everyone, uh, if the Saints stay at 27, I agree. Uh, they're probably looking at a guy like Marquise Lee. You can conjure up a trade if you like, Dave. Oh, I am conjuring up oh, a trade. You oh, didn't I'm... tell me that. Well, I will then we'll let Dave go and you can redo. Hell Son of a have... bitch. I told you that. you could... All right, go go ahead, Dave. <laughs> I am absolutely conjuring up a trade. Uh, and uh, I think they trade up and they go after either a wide receiver um, that they really want. You know, if, if somebody like Mike Evans uh, uh, slides down or, or maybe if they're into ODB, if somebody like him slides down, I could see them trading up to go after one of those guys. Or there's a defensive guy that, you know, that, that they really want. Like I said, they could still use some help at cornerback. Um, so maybe if they think they need to trade up to get a guy like Kyle Fuller or Gilbert or Denard or whoever – um, but, uh, I think they're trading up in the first round and, uh, so give me a name, damn it. Give me a name, Dave. All right. I'll, I'll say they trade up and they get, uh, Mike Evans. Hmm. Uh, Andrew, are you there? Awesome. Is... All right, Kevin, you go again. <laughs> you get a redo. Conjure up some wacko trade scenario. It better be good. Brandon Cook. All right. So, so I say. Hear Brandon Cook? No. <laughs> I can't hear a goddamn word you're saying. None of us can hear you, man. Brandon Cooks. That's my pick. Brandon Cooks. Brandon yeah. Cooks. Okay. All right. Go ahead, Kevin. All right. So I say that they trade, that they trade out of the first round. And, and you've already lost. Dave <laughs> is just honoring as fuck. And that's fine. That's fine because when it finally happens, it's going to be a sweet, sweet victory. Okay, yes. my teeth are going to rot out. That's I, how sweet it's going to be. I hope you enjoy it. I I will enjoy it. <laughs> you you will have deserved it. Thank you. You will have earned it. <laughs> you you won't hear any peep out of me. <laughs> Okay, continue. Thanks. All right. <laughs> so they're going to trade down, and they're going to trade, and, and and this is just because I'm a fucking twerp. They're they're going to trade with the Rams. They're going to drop all the way down to 44. And 44. Gonna, Fuck. Hey, look. Listen. They're going to get. They're giving the Rams that pick in the first round, and the Rams are. And now I can't click the damn thing. The Rams are going to give them – so they're picking the second, and they're picking the third, and a pick the following year, and it's going to be great. So so, so they're going to take a wide out, 
with that 44th pick, and it'll probably, you know, it could be Jordan Matthews, could be Calvin Benjamin, could be something like that. And then, then in the second, you know, later in the second round, well, actually, shit, it's only 14 extra picks later. Then they can pick whatever they, if, if the secondary uh, picks are that deep, then pick somebody in the secondary. And then when you get to the third round, you know, you'll have the, the Rams pick there and the Rams are picking uh, middle of that. So you could probably go uh, secondary or the wide out again and just re- just really hammer home those positions. I'm going to say, look, look, I just want more picks. You want you I, love I, fucking picks, I, man. I hoard picks. But, but I, I mean, they're like they're primed to win a Super Bowl. I just I don't know. Like the Patriots are always hoarding. the Patriots are always hoarding draft picks, and everybody's always suckling at their teeth, saying, "Oh man, these guys could make the playoffs again," and then they're a Super Bowl threat. Blah blah blah. The whole why damn not? thing, right? So why can't the Saints start hoarding draft picks and making things work? I don't know. I'm gonna say the Saints aren't hoarding shit. They're giving up the third round pick and the fifth round pick from Philadelphia. And they're going up to uh, number 14. And they, or no, I'm saying they're going to go to 16 because Jerry likes to make deals. They're going to 16 with Dallas, and they're drafting fucking Odell Beckham. That's what the Saints are fucking doing. Um, and that's my prediction. Um, that's my story, and I'm that's my story. That's, that's story. I'm sticking to it. Uh, <laughs> Andrew, what do you have going the rest of the week for draft stuff? Did you already tell them what my text, what I texted you for yeah, my pick? You, you said Brandon okay. Cooks, and then you. Yeah, that's my pick. Do they have to trade yeah. up to uh, game? Uh, yes, I'm gonna say they move up like four spots to get him. All right, uh, Dave, will you have anything exciting as far as chats and stuff on the draft night for the people? Yeah, we're going to have an open thread and, uh, you know, I'll probably do a live. I'll probably update that live throughout. And then as soon as the pick is made, we'll have that that up. And then, of course, we'll have an approval poll up after that. Uh, We'll be covering it pretty hard. We'll have a draft special on Friday to recap and we'll be live uh, on Blog Talk Radio during the Saints second round pick. So you can join us and call in and do all that fun. And remember to donate, people, because we need to be able to hear crystal clear audio so we don't have problems like Andrew fading in and out like Nicolas Cage's accent in Con Air. (laughs) Go to the thing, click the PayPal button, donate a dollar, donate what you can, and be good. Um, So for Dave, for Andrew, for Kevin, I'm Ralph. It is draft week, people. Uh, We'll all be on Twitter. You're going to be on Twitter. So join us and have fun. Until Friday, be safe.